Hello, everybody, and welcome to Study Apply Thrive. I am Vita Cash, your host. This podcast is called Study Apply Thrive because we know that when we study and apply the Word of God, that we have the ability to thrive in any area of our life, in any situation that we could possibly face. So go ahead and grab your tea, your journal, a beautiful pen, your Bible, and let's get into the Word of God. everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Study Apply Thrive. I am excited about the Word of God. I'm just excited about life. I am enjoying life. If you have not been with us on Sunday mornings, as Pastor Russell started a new series about enjoying life, please go to live.flow-church.tv. Again, live.flow-church.tv and go to the archives and listen to the series on enjoying life. I've just simply made a decision that I am going to enjoy life. And one of the things that gives me energy that literally feeds my spirit is preparing to do women's ministry. I love doing women's ministry. I love doing the podcast, the book club, our weekly, um, not weekly, our monthly fellowships, the Breathe Conference. I love it. And I really cherish this time with you. And I hope that you are doing something in life that is making you happy, that's giving you energy, that's giving you life, not having day in and day out of just dreading what's going on, looking at your daily to-do list or your agenda going, oh no, not that again. I hope you have at least one or two things in your day, every day that gives you excitement. And me studying and ministering the word of God is something that truly gives me excitement. And I hope you're there with me. Welcome to anybody. If this is your first time listening to Study Apply Thrive, you are in the right place at the right time with the right group of women. The the women at Flow Church, we are a community of women who know that if we study and apply the word, we can get better or thrive in any area of life. We're a community of women who love wisdom, who knows that wisdom gives us choices. So we're always pursuing the wisdom of God from his word. We're also looking for opportunities to get better in life, to be better mothers and better wives and better friends and better career women, better with our fitness and our wellness. We're just always looking to get better. So if that's you, if you're a woman who wants to be a part of a community of other women who simply want to get better in life, you are in the right place. But today we're going to have fun. I hope you have your tea. I am drinking a herbal tea today and it's called creme brulee. And if you've had that dessert before, you know how decadent it can be. This tea is really, really good. It'll probably be better if I had some sugar in it. It is unsweetened, but it is really good. I want you to just be in a relaxed position. You don't have to have tea, but go ahead and have your journal so you can take some notes, have your Bible, be in a comfy position, maybe in your comfy pajamas or your comfy clothes. And let's just really get into the word of God. So it's June. And we're a few weeks away from being in July. We only have about three, two and a half weeks left in this month. And we're going to be finished with the first half of the month. And you are doing great. I don't care what anything else says. I don't care what the circumstances say. I want you to have that confession. I am doing great. And I want you to use this specific wording. I am living. I don't want you to say, oh, I made it through to June or, oh, I suffered through to June or I finally got here. I want you to have the mentality that even if everything that you plan to happen from January to June 
even if you didn't master all of your goals, even if you didn't achieve everything you wanted to achieve, that you weren't just kind of wallowing, kind of making it through, that you were living and you were just thriving for the whole first part of the year. There are new mercies available to you every morning and the way that you approach and utilize those mercies, those mercies completely depends on your mindset in life and how you see the opportunities that God has for you. You have to remember that through the blood of Jesus, you have been empowered to not just have life, but to have life more abundantly. And there shouldn't be any area of your life that you're consistently going through the same trials over and over again, consistently battling the same situation. There is an anointing available and there is an empowerment available for you to deal with anything that comes your way. A lot of times those issues start with us fixing ourselves. And then after we have fixed ourselves, God will give us wisdom on how to do anything externally that needs to be done. But it all starts with us. And it begins with the mentality that we have. And I've already said that I want to say it again. It begins with the mentality that we have. The It begins with the mindset that you have, that you have to know that you were created and born for such a time as this, and that you were created and born to be fully successful, to be able to totally dominate, to be able to completely win. And there's something in you that will allow you to achieve. Now, when you go back and think about the goals that you set in January, and some of you wrote down your goals, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. I want you to get in the habit of writing down your goals and having a vision board and having um, markers so you can kind of measure how you're personally growing and how things are getting better. And then some of you didn't have written goals. You had goals, but they were just in your heart or in your mind. And that's great too, but I want you to make that leap over into writing them. In either way, I hope that you've been striving and pushing toward those goals. And even if you haven't lost the weight or if you haven't gotten the promotion or you haven't been able to schedule a date a week with your spouse or you haven't been able to have prayer time with your spouse or take your children on those trips or whatever it is that you want to do, I want you to continue to work on those things. Sometimes we get mentally fatigued around this time of year because we feel like, oh, things aren't coming together. And then we start saying things like next year is going to be my year. You still have another six months to declare that this year is your year and that you can be successful this year. But again, it still goes back to your mindset. And I have a question for you today. What mindset do you have? What kind of mindset do you have? And I'm going to give you three very descriptive ways to determine what kind of mindset you have. Of course, these are Pastor Vita funny, uh, <laughs> funny, uh, imaginative, creative examples. You will not find these mindsets in anybody's psychology book, in anybody's counseling book. This is just girlfriends talking. I'm being, I'm imparting to you, giving you wisdom. This is not a counseling session, but you can still get something out of it just the same. So what kind of mindset do you have? Because it's going to, the way that you finish this year, the way that you finish this month, the way that you finish this day, this week, even this hour, most of that depends on your mindset. The Bible says that in the book of Joshua, it says that no man can stand before you all the days of your life. Y'all know that Joshua 1 and 5? Let me read it to you. I wasn't going to read it to you, but I want you to kind of know it. You hear my Bible pages turning? Got a paper Bible today? 
Joshua 1 and 5 says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And so anything in your life that's not where you want it to be right now, God says that nobody can stop you, that the plan that he has for you, that the dreams that he put on the inside of you, all of that is determined through your relationship with God, through your willingness to allow God to help you, through your willingness to change, through your willingness to grow, through your willingness to be disciplined, through your willingness to have wise counsel, through your willingness to get into the right environment around the right women who will push you forward. If you listened a couple episodes ago for you to have the right hype squad, you got to have the right hype squad in your life for your willingness to develop that, to put in the work, to build the relationships. There is not any person and the Bible says the word man, but it's talking about man or woman. There's not anybody who can stop you from being everything that God called you to be. He says, I'll be with you just like I was with Moses. I will not fail you. And so the question again that I have for you is what kind of mindset do you have? And we're going to talk about three types of mindsets. Do you have a puppet mindset, an anchor mindset, or a two horses mindset? A puppet mindset, an anchor mindset, or a two horses mindset. Oh my goodness, Pastor Vita, where are you going with this? Y'all are going to be cracking up. It's going to be so funny. Okay, so about the puppet mindset. So a puppet is an inanimate object. It's a toy. It can only do what the puppet master has it to do. The strings for the puppet come from up above, and it's something higher a, a creator that has more wisdom, that knows things that the puppet doesn't know. Because again, the puppet is inanimate. The puppet is inanimate, doesn't know anything, but it needs this creator to control it. And so it's being controlled from above. An anchor is being held down from something beneath it. It's being held in place. You've seen an anchor, it's on a boat. You drop it, it's big, it's heavy. You drop the anchor so that the boat won't just kind of drift with the waves and the currents of the ocean. And so an anchor mindset is someone who's being held in place by something that's holding it back. That's something that's a memory, an experience, the wrong group of people, the lack of discipline, whatever that anchor might be, it's stopping you from floating and moving and going out into deeper waters and things like that. The two horses mindset is if you can imagine uh, tying uh taking that same puppet and instead of it being controlled from above it has a horse tied to the right leg and a horse tied to the left leg and then the horse is running different directions and so whatever horse is stronger is which way that puppet is going to flow or which way that puppet is going to move it's not being moved from above it's not being held in place from below but it's being moved by the strongest opinion or the strongest trend or the strongest personality, or the strongest lust, or the strongest desire in his life. And so I put before you three things, a puppet, an anchor, and two horses. And I ask again, what kind of mindset do you have? Do you have a mindset where God is the puppet master, and you are just totally, totally, totally submitted to whatever God has you do. Now, I'm not saying you do everything perfect because there's no such thing as perfection. 
And God never asked us to be perfect, but he did ask us to be faithful, to faithfully show up so that he can give us guidance, to faithfully pray so that we can hear his voice and fellowship with him, to faithfully worship so that we can become more like him, to faithfully give so that we can have seed in the ground and have harvest coming back to us. Are you a woman who is controlled from above and God is your puppet master and God is controlling you? Now, the one thing about God's control that is so absolutely amazing is that God doesn't want to just control us. He wants us to be co-laborers with him. He said, come, let us reason together. He says, bring me in remembrance of my word. And so even though I'm using the example of a puppet master, because I like the example of strings and something from above controlling you. God doesn't want to just control you. He wants to have conversations with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to come up with the plan for your life where you guys can be in agreement. And we see that example all throughout the word. Remember Hezekiah that his life was supposed to end and he has a conversation with God and he turns his face towards the wall and then God adds more years to his life. Remember Job um, not Joe, remember Abraham when he said, Ken, if I can find 50 righteous in the city, okay, God, can I find 40 righteous in the city? Okay, God, can I find 30 righteous in the city? He keeps going back and renegotiating with God and God says, okay, every time because God wants to negotiate the terms of your life with you. So even though he's the puppet master, he doesn't want to just blindly control you. He wants you to be in fellowship with him and he wants to be in agreement with you about your life. He wants you to get in agreement with his plan, but then he wants to have a conversation with you again. He says, come, let us reason together about how to do this. The second mindset is the anchor. And a lot of times we, oh, there's a beautiful song. And this is one of my favorite songs. I am not knocking the song. Y'all don't send me any emails and don't tweet me and don't tag me in your Instagram messages. But there's a soul that said a song that says my soul is anchored in the Lord. And that song is probably a good 40 years old. I remember my grandmother used to sing it in the church choir at Upper Room Baptist Church. Shout out to Upper Room. And it's an old song. It's a beautiful song. It says um, storms come raging in my life and the winds blow and the billards do this. But my soul is anchored in the Lord, meaning that whatever happens, I'm not going to move off the fact that God is my God. And I want you to have your soul anchored in the Lord. But this time we're not talking about your soul. We're talking about your mentality. Is your mentality anchored in something else? Is your mentality possibly anchored in anger? Is it anchored in poverty? Is it anchored in, oh, this is a good one, distrust, that you can't trust anybody, that everybody's out to get you, and I can't trust a single soul. This is another good one. Is it anchored in control? (laughs) That you have to control everything. Is it anchored in pride that you know more than everybody else and everybody else would be okay if they would just listen to you? Another attribute of pride is I don't have to listen to anybody else. Everybody should listen to me. But I don't have to listen to anybody else because that that mindset that's holding you back 
could be that you're anchored to something that's not God. You're not allowing God to control you from above. You're being held back by something underneath. It could be a bad relationship. It could be that you're mourning the loss of something. It could be that it could be laziness. It could, you know, I'm just anchored in laziness. I don't want to get up. I'm a nice person. I treat everybody nice. But so that means I shouldn't have to work hard for anything. Things should just happen for me because I'm really, really nice. Or things should just happen for me simply because I love the Lord. I don't have to apply anything the Lord says. I just have to love him and that should be enough. Those mindsets will keep you stuck if you don't If you're not willing to let go of anything that's holding you in place and allow God to control you from above. And then the horses, they have no regard. The two horses, those people, that mindset, they're really not holding on to anything. No, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm not controlling. I'm not walking in unforgiveness or I'm not that, but I'm definitely not sitting before the Lord every day. I'm not praying. I'm not fasting. I'm not going to church. I go when I feel like it. If my schedule allows these person, these people with the two horses, are more concerned with with what everybody else around them is doing. And they gravitate to what looks good. They gravitate to what looks popular. Oh, everybody's going natural, so I'm going to go natural. Oh, everybody's wearing braids, so I'm going to wear a braid. Oh, everybody's dressing casual, I'm going to wear ca- I'm going to dress casual. Oh, everybody's doing yoga, I'm going to do yoga. Everybody's doing Pilates, I'm going to do Pilates. Everybody is democratic, so I'm going to be democratic. Everybody's Republican, so I'm going to do that too. Everybody's voting for this person, so I'm going to do this. Everybody in my circle wants to do this, I'm going to do this. And so they sit, and instead of observing what the Spirit of God is saying, instead of being in tune with what the Spirit of God is is doing, instead of uh, reading the Word for themselves or reading another book for themselves, they just sit and they people watch. And whatever people are doing, whatever direction people are going in, Whatever the whatever seems popular, whatever seems like it's going to give them notoriety, whatever seems like is going to be the easy road or the, the path of least resistance, they go that way. So again, your ability to achieve your goals depends so much on your mindset. So do you have a puppet mindset, an anchor mindset, or a two horses mindset, meaning that I'm just going to be pulled in any direction that I can? So I want to read something for you in Hebrews. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 11 at the very end, verse 39 and 40. Then we're going to move right into Hebrews 12, because wherever you are, unless you're being totally controlled by God, like a puppet from above, you need to be willing to let go of anything else because God has called you to do some things. And I'm not talking about necessarily a fivefold ministry. It could be, you could be called into fivefold ministry. And if you are, come on, we got space for you at Flow Church. Come do what you need to do. Come on, we'll make room for you. Um, But it could be starting a business. It could be mothering or mentoring children. It could be uh, mentoring your friends. It could be, uh, I already said starting a business, didn't I? Starting a business. Say, say it again. <laughs> you know, it could be to travel more. It, it's so many things that God can be assigning you to do. You're not going to be able to achieve your goals unless you have the right mindset, unless you have the right thinking, unless your mind is focused on what God is saying. So in Hebrews chapter 11, we call this the chapter of faith. And in the beginning of this chapter, let me turn over here. 
at the verse one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we go through and it talks about all the cloud of witnesses and all the things that happen to people in the Bible because they live by faith and they walk by faith. And we all know that without faith, it's impossible to please God and faith can move mountains and faith can raise the dead and faith can heal the sick and faith can break the curse of poverty from your life and faith can break generational curses. Faith is such a powerful commodity for believers. It is our currency. It is how we get things done. So faith is a great thing. But look here at the end of the chapter and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I really enjoy this translation. I'm reading from the Passion Translation in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39. It says, These were true heroes commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised to them. Did y'all hear that? They were commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised to them. But now God has invited us to live in something better than what they had, faith's fullness. So these were the people of old who were commended for their faith, but yet they never received the fullness of faith. But God has invited us, you and I, to receive the fullness of faith. This is so that they could be brought into the finished perfection alongside us. Now I'm in verse uh, chapter 12, verse one. It says, as for us, we all have these great witnesses who encircle us like a cloud. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. And the King James says, let lay aside every weight that does beseech us and every sin that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. So it's talking here about our mindset. It says that they were commended for their faith. Oh, she's a great woman of faith. Oh, she loved the Lord. Oh, she was a worshiper. Oh my goodness, she was a server. Oh my goodness, she was the best children's church worker. Oh, she was in the parking lot. She directed traffic like an angel. Oh, she was a great woman of faith. But there are so many women of faith who never come into the fullness of the promise of faith. But God said there is something better that your faith is supposed to produce for you. There is something better for us in the way that we do it, according to uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, is that we have to lay aside every weight or let go of every wound that has pierced us. So let's call this Weight Watchers. But let's call this way. I know Weight Watchers is no longer in business. It's called something else now. But I want you to look at your own life and I want you to assess, is there anything that I need to let go of? Is there anything anchoring me so that I will not receive the fullness of faith? Is there a weight that I need to let go? Is there a wound that I need to let go? It says lay aside every weight in the King James. And then the New Passion Translation says to let go of every wound. Is there something that I need to let go of? Is there something that I need to lay aside? What am I allowing to keep me anchored in this position so that I'm not receiving the fullness of faith, the full promise? of faith because you can be a woman who believes you can be a woman who prays you can be a woman who prays for everybody else and they get their miracles but those those goals that I spoke of earlier 
the ones that you haven't written down and the reason why we don't write them down sometimes is, is because we don't want to be accountable to what we put on the paper but that's a whole nother lesson for another time those things that you know you want those things that you know God has said you're supposed to have those things that you dream about those things that sometimes it hurts you because you don't have it he said are you willing to lay aside every weight and every sin that you can easily fall into are you willing to let go of every wound and I like the wording of let go of every wound because that means that the wound doesn't have you you have it and you have the ability through the blood of Jesus to lay down that wound you have the ability to say I'm not going to allow this to hurt me like it has hurt me before it's going to be a process I'm going to have to grow away from this but today is the beginning of that today is my starting day today is my receiving day and then tomorrow I'm going to be better and then the day after that I'm going to be better and then the day after that I'm going to be better but today I'm deciding to lay it down today I'm going to I'm deciding to unclench my fist I'm going to open up my hands I'm going to let this go I'm going to forgive I'm going to forgive myself I'm going to move on. I'm going to stop demanding closure. I'm going to stop doing, I'm going to just move on from this. I'm going to lay this down so that I can receive the fullness of faith. I can receive the the full promise of what God has for me. Well, Pastor Vita, how do I get there? That sounds great. How do I get there? I'm glad you asked. You have to be willing to have an honest conversation with yourself. And this might seem silly, but you might need to get into the mirror and say, self, yes, girl, what's holding you back? What is stopping you from going after everything that you want in life? Everything that God says you could have, what is stopping you? For some of you, you're going to say, what's stopping me is I honestly don't know what I want. I honestly have no idea what I'm called to do. I, I I truly just don't know, do I want a house or a condo? Do I want to be married or do I want to be single? Do I want children or not? Do I want to own a business? Do I want to work with somebody? Do I want to live in the city or live in the, the suburb? I honestly just truly don't know. The answer to that is getting into the presence of God and allowing him to lead you to be exposed to different things. And as you're being exposed to different things, you'll have an aha moment because you'll be exposed to something and it'll just resonate with you. Like, I've never been to suburbs. It looks like this. This is home for me. I've never seen a business like this. This is something that I know God is drawing me to. I've never been around these kind of women. I think I need to be around these kind of women even more. God will show you the doors of opportunity that will lead you to exposure because you can't become what you don't even know exists. You can't believe for something if you don't even realize that it's available to you. It's like looking through a catalog and you, oh, I didn't know they had that. I didn't know they had that. I didn't know they had that. Oh, I didn't know that was available. You need to, if you don't know, what you want in life. And it's very honest to be able to say that. I have no idea. That means you need to be exposed to something because the things that you've been exposed to already hasn't spoken to you. It hasn't resonated in your spirit. It hasn't excited you. It hasn't given you life. It means you need to be exposed to something else, exposed to something more. And so you pray and ask God, where do I go from here to get that exposure? And that's how you do that. Now, some of you, when it comes to laying aside every way, you have to, okay, so the first question was, you know, I was holding me back. I don't know. I don't know what I want in life. I don't know. Another thing that will hold you back is when you're waiting for someone else to do something for you. You're waiting for someone else to apologize to you. 
You're waiting for someone else to explain to you why they did what they did. You're waiting for someone else to create an opportunity for you. You're waiting for someone else to offer you a position. You're waiting for someone else to build a business and then invite you to be their partner. You're waiting for your husband to become a millionaire. You're waiting for your children to go off and go to college. You're waiting for all of these things. I remember Joshua 1, it says that no man has the ability to stop you from being who God called you to be. And it's not somebody else's responsibility to be in charge of your life and your happiness. I'm just going to see lot of that right there. Because sometimes as women, we, be, we get real good at blaming everybody else for why things aren't right in our lives. And God has not created us to be dependent on someone else for our happiness and our joy. Now, we can be in partnership with someone else and they have a part and we have a part, but their part comes to complement us, not to complete us. And so even if they don't do our part, our completeness and our wholeness in Christ should still allow us to be happy. And so if the weight that's holding you back is that you've put an expectation on other people to come make you happy, woman of God, you got to let that go. You have to let that wound go. You have to lay aside that weight that is somebody else's job to make me happy. It is not other people's job to fit into the box of expectation that you have created for them without even discussing it with them. You know, you have an expectation they're going to do this for you. When did you ever explain that to him, to them and when did they agree to it? Let that go. People make mistakes People do things wrong, but your completeness in Christ should give you what you need to move forward towards your goals, even if it means you have to leave some people behind. Okay. The next thing, why haven't you reached your goals? You got to lay aside every weight. For some of us, it's the weight of being, just not having discipline, just not being disciplined. We can't reach our weight goals, can't reach our writing goals. We can't write the chapters we need to write because we lack discipline. And that lack of discipline is one of the heaviest weights in the world because it does two things. It stops you from achieving your goal, but then it adds an additional weight of regret that every time I don't work out, every time I don't write another chapter, every time I don't have the good conversation or the needed conversation I need to have, it weighs on me. I'm, I, I regret it. So now I don't have it done and I'm dealing with regret. And so it's, it's that horse pulling you in two directions. It, I regret it and I don't have what I want. I regret it and I don't have, I want, have what I want. So you want to develop the discipline to do what you believe God is telling you to do right now. Then you can do tomorrow what he's telling you to do tomorrow, but just start today and think about it like this. Everything that you believe that God is telling you to do, don't think of it as a suggestion or an opportunity. Think of it as a command from God. If you believe that God is calling you to health your living, don't think of it as a suggestion. Think of it as a command. God has commanded me to be healthy. If you believe that God is ex wants you to have more rest, then don't think of it as a suggestion. Think of it as a command. God wants me to have more rest. And then you set your schedule around what God wants you to do. 
so that you can begin to lay aside those weights. Now, there are so many different reasons and so many different things that we can't get into all of them in this particular episode of the podcast, but I want you to examine yourself. I want you to go into your prayer closet with your journal, with your pen, with your Bible, with your tea, with your uh, worship music, and just sit before the Lord and have an honest conversation about what's really holding you back. Because next month in July, we're going to work on some vision and we're going to renew our vision mid-year. But before you can get there, you have to identify what, if anything, is holding you back right now. Are you angry at someone? And more than likely, that's someone not even thinking about you anymore. They have forgotten about what has happened. Do you feel like you're inadequate? Remember, you have Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You show up everywhere you go as an ambassador for Christ. And Holy Spirit will teach you what you need to say when you need to say it. And you walk in the full power and authority of God because you are another speaking spirit. And you are an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. So there is no table that you can ever sit at that you don't belong there. You belong at the table with the CEOs. You belong at the tables with the colonels and the generals. You belong at the table with the business owners. You belong at the table with the PhDs. You belong on the table with the pastors and the ministers. You belong at the table with the popular people. You belong at the table with the not so popular. You Everywhere you go, you belong there. Now, I'm not talking about the club. Y'all pull it back. I'm not talking about the club. <laughs> But any opportunity that you go into, I don't want you to ever feel like you're not adequate or you feel like you don't know enough. If God has opened up a door for you to be there, you belong there. And sometimes he will allow you to go somewhere it is just so you can see this isn't for me. So even the no that you might get is protection from God. I was talking about exposure area earlier. You Everything that you get exposed to, you're not going to like. And God will allow you to go and stay at a wonderful 10-bedroom, uh, 15-bathroom mansion in the Hamptons on vacation. And you've been thinking you want a big house, and he'll expose you to that. So you can say, you know what? This is too much house for me. It's nice for vacation, but I wouldn't want to live here. Sometimes exposure is to show you what you don't want. But whatever it is, I'm encouraging you to lay aside every weight. Let go of the wounds. Let go of the weights. Let go of anything that will stop you from achieving all your goals. Your goals and the dreams that God put in your heart, God put them there because it's a part of your path to happiness. And sometimes the anger and the irritability and the things that we feel on our everyday life is because we're not living our goals. It's because we're not achieving the things that God told us to do. And so think about it as a mental health prescription that me winning this goal, that me me achieving this is going to help me feel better mentally. It's going to help me feel better emotionally. It's going to boost my confidence is going to boost my self-esteem. It's going to boost all of those things. I'm going to be able to evangelize more. I'm going to be able to reach more people because I've reached this goal. Connect everything that you do back to a kingdom assignment and that kingdom assignment will continue to feed your spirit and give you joy. And so today I want to remind you that you are equipped for such a time as this and you have the ability to finish the first half of the year strong. You are not just surviving. You're not making it through. You are living. 
But for the second half of the year, I want you living with the right mindset. I want you living with the mindset that God is up above me and he's controlling what I do. But even in controlling me, he's coming and he's asking me, daughter, what do you think? How do you feel? What, you know, he's getting, he's reasoning together with me because that's the kind of father that he is. Oh, you need more time? Uh, It's a joke, (laughs) but I like the joke. It says that God knew our beach bodies weren't ready last summer. So he gave us a whole year to get it together. Uh, that that was for me. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate that because I needed some time to get it together. But even in things like the, the COVID virus, all the time that we had in the house with our families, there was purpose in that. There was something that God was doing that was going to work out for our good because God does everything for our good. There was something in that for us. And so I want you to just spend some time the rest of this week just being intentional, being mindful, being aware. If you realize you're overeating, ask yourself, what's the weight that's causing me to do that? Why am I not mindful about what I'm putting in my mouth? If you feel yourself being short with people with your words, with your attitude, ask yourself, okay, what, what's the weight that's anchoring me there? What is helping me to be angry with people or to be short with people? What am I bitter about? What am I angry about? What am I lackadaisical about? Why don't I have any discipline? Why can't I get this bit? I want you to really ask yourself why. Just keep asking. And when you have an answer, ask the question why again. Ask the question why again for that same answer until you get down to the lowest common denominator. And then take it to the Lord in prayer and allow him to lead you in the way that you should go. Because we're going to finish this year strong. And you're probably thinking it's June, but you know, the people who finish strong, the people who plan early, we're not going to wait until December 1st saying, let's finish strong. It's December 1st. Here in June, we're going to declare we're going to finish strong. And I hope the word blessed you. And I hope that you were motivated to lay aside every weight. It's your season to do it. I want you to get around some good girlfriends like the women at Flow Church and just begin to talk it through with them. It's so much easier doing life with people of like precious faith, your faith, your sisters in faith. So get around some people and say, hey, did you hear the podcast? Let's talk about it. What do you see in me? Do you see any anchors in me? Do you see any horses in my life? What do you see? And begin to work those things through and trust them. Don't be so guarded. Really, don't stop being guarded. Let it go. You have at least one friend that you can be totally transparent with, and that one is enough. And then we'll add, ask God to add to that circle later. But just get around some folks and be transparent and begin to work it through and then Go in your prayer closet alone and take those conversations with you and ask God, God, help me work through this. I love you. I thank God for you. Come and join us at Flow Church this Sunday at live.flow-church.tv and you'll be blessed by the word of God from my senior pastor. Um, You can connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. I appreciate you. Go ahead and share this podcast with your friends so that we can take the word around the world. Have a wonderful day. I love you and I'll see you next time. Well, I won't see you. I'll hear you. Actually, I won't hear you. You'll hear me, but it's all good. (laughs) Talk to you later, ladies.